In a world where it seems like there's so much going wrong, I want you to see the people who are spending their lives doing and seeing the good. Welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, where we discuss the stories of people who are changing the world in their own way. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doing Good. And I am thrilled to have on the podcast today, Bill Brady. Bill is the co-founder and CEO of TrueMe Wireless, a mobile phone company that provides children with safe, healthy solutions for using technology. Through the powerful flexibility of its Kids Smart operating system, TrueMe is a safe phone that grows with kids. Bill holds, holds a degree in PR from BYU where he served as student body president and a master's degree in business from the University of Utah. Do you have one of those split like BYU hats? <laughs> I need to get one because my, my oldest daughter just surprised us and turned down her acceptance to BYU and went to the University of Utah. No, so I way. definitely have to get one of those hats now. Yeah, you do. Because <laughs> my husband got he got his bachelor's from BYU in communications and same master's at UBU or Utah University of Utah. So someone gave him a BY and then a U hat. <laughs> and it's awesome. Like, That's great. Bill, you have you and your sweet wife have been married for 21 years, have five kids and live in Alpine. Thank you so much for coming and talking with us today on doing good. Hey, so great to be with you. Thrilled, thrilled for the opportunity to, to chat for a few minutes. Well, I am so excited about TrueMe. So I was telling you a little bit before this podcast started, I have four boys and two of them are definitely in the phone age, a sixth grader and an eighth grader, which is really crazy to say because I did not get my first phone until I was a junior in high school. So it's funny that I'm like, they need phones. But honestly, with everything they're doing and how we have activities all over the place and I'm dropping them off and who needs to come get them at, at what time it's become yeah. a necessity for my kids to have phones. But I am kind of a stickler and have absolutely refused to get smartphones right now for them. And they've had to take family tech university classes, like t- healthy technology classes to, before they get them <laughs> to learn That's how awesome. To have a, well, and they're like, mom, this is, you're so, this is ridiculous. It's so embarrassing. I'm like, but listen, I want you to have a good relationship with technology and to be able, they love editing videos. They love, you know, creating little things for their little cousin's elite YouTube channel and whatever. And I'm like, you have to be able to use this in a safe way. And even if you have a dumb phone that doesn't do anything, you can spend hours texting your friends and and wasting time still. So that was important for me. And I found out about TrueMe. My sister-in-law actually told me about it. She said, hey, you know, what phone are you going to get for Boston when he goes into junior high? And we were talking back and forth. And she said, oh, I think I'm going to get the TrueMe for my son. And I had, I had not heard about TrueMe. It's fairly new. And she was telling me all about the amazing things that this phone can do and why it's a safe but cool option for kids. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about, first of all, what the TrueMe phone is, what makes it different, and why it might be a good option for embarrassing parents like me that are like, you can't have a, you know, a, a block of an iPhone. You have to have something a little more parent-friendly when you go into junior high. So, so first of all, you're an awesome parent to be thinking oh. about it and, and worrying about it. Uh, and more and more parents are a lot more concerned or conscientiousness about some of the, the the risks or dangers of kids and technology. 
certainly yeah. we're aware of the upside and why it's why it's helpful for our kids to have phones. But more and more right. parents are saying, "Hey, I need to do this in a different way, as opposed to just handing over the iPhone that can do anything and everything. Right. Can even launch a space shuttle. <laughs> look at, right, look at exactly. Devices. Yes. So, you know, I've been in this space for for about the last three years and have learned a lot. Certainly about the some of the obvious dangers that kids face, but also the less obvious dangers. You know, on the obvious side, you know, as parents, we don't want our kids obviously getting into pornography. Uh, right. We don't want them harassed by bullies or by predators. And there's not a parent in America that would disagree with that, you know? Right. But the less obvious stuff happens right under our noses. And that's the you know, when kids are spending all their time on screens, yeah, the, the the detachment from you know regular social skills and social development, ironically, tremendous feelings of isolation and loneliness oh, that did occur. Yeah, there's there's a, a doctor who whose work I've read a lot of. Her name is Dr. Jean Twingy. She's from the University of, of San Diego. And she's read a book I'd recommend to everyone. It's called iGen. iGen? iGen, I-G-E-N. Okay. And she, she's done a deep study about how all this connectedness actually makes us less connected. Yeah. It's having a terrible effect on our kids and causing what she calls the biggest mental health crisis in American history. Oh, wow. And massive feelings of loneliness, depression, anxiety, stress. Some of it's from just not having the, the traditional person-to-person contact. Part of yeah. it's from spending all our time on screens. Part of it is from, in social media, for example, always comparing ourselves to other people. Yeah. Always feeling like we're being left out of other things or our lives aren't as good. And, you know, my business partner and I have seen some tragic stories of kids around the country and right here where we live of, of terrible outcomes that have led to suicide when they've got caught up in these feelings of, I'm not good enough. I don't have what they have and yep. all these feeling, feelings of comparison. So I think I've always been a little bit sensitive to to technology in general. My background is in communications and, and marketing. And even before we had kids, my wife and I were asking that question of, you know, how are we going to handle things like video games in our house? Yeah. Do we want to have gaming consoles? Do we not want to have gaming consoles? Yep. How are we going to handle television? You know, and, and, and we had those discussions early on. And like, I'm a lot older than you are. Like this, this was before everyone had cell phones and it was certainly before social media. Yeah. Um, this is going back, you know, almost 25 years. And certainly all of those concerns got exacerbated when all of a sudden phones were everywhere. And yeah. You could connect with millions of people at the drop of, at the drop of a hat. So we've always been sensitive about it and have tried to be very intentional about the way we do technology with our family. And it's interesting that you, you talk about the comparison and people going online and seeing what all their friends are up to. And I wasn't invited to that and I didn't go there and I didn't do that. That it, That's a problem for me. I mean, I'm 37 years old and I get on social media and I'm like, 
everyone did what? You all went to this Halloween thing? Wait, you didn't come. I feel that way. And I am a grown (laughs) adult who is pretty confident in who I am and, and where my life is. And I even have that. So I cannot imagine a 12 or 13 year old child having that extra stress in their life and, and how they would deal with that and handle it. I mean, it's just, you're like barely surviving as a 12 and 13 year old. Like there's so many things that are already overwhelming and, and you're growing up fast and you're expected to do more younger and then add on like, you're not enough or you're not as good enough or pretty enough or skinny enough or whatever would just mess with your mind. And that's so hard. So is yeah. that kind of where this idea for, for true me came? Like, how can we, how can we create something for kids that <coughs> help them connect with each other and, and have that social aspect? Because that's important to call each other in text and be able to communicate with friends, but maybe not add that harmful element of social media. That's exactly it. We wanted to create an environment where kids could receive the benefits of technology yeah. without all the garbage. So, you know, looking at everything that was out there, there were kind of two ends of the spectrum. On one end, you know, give your kids the really expensive, fully functional, really powerful iPhone or Android. Yeah. And, you know, again, we're realizing as a society that's dangerous. On the other end of the spectrum, there are some solutions that have come out that, you know, for younger kids, they're fantastic. You know, very locked down to talk and text only. Yeah. That keeps kids safe. That's good. Yeah. But it was kind of this realization of we needed something that could grow with children. Sure. Talk and text is fine for a young kid, but what about when kids need certain apps for school or apps for church? Or right. apps for listening to music, sports or teams. sports teams, or yes. you know, there's a lot of garbage on the web, and we don't want kids to have open web browsers. But there are a lot of fantastic websites too. So why yes. not give them access to websites that parents have pre-approved? You know, so those were those were the things that we set out to do, and and we built a an operating system called KidSmart that we put on. You know, nice Android devices, Samsung devices, the kids are happy to use Yeah, you know, with great cameras and, and, uh, and they don't get singled out for having, you know, the, the off-brand phone. Right. And it's, it's gone really well where, where parents are feeling the empowerment of being able to match the technology they, they give to each of their kids specifically. Yeah. You would do it differently for your 13-year-old than you would for an eight-year-old. You right. would. And at the same time, at any age, have those protections in place so they're not getting into, you know, the negative stuff. So how does that work? Is there an app for the parent phone that pre-selects which things can go on their child's phone? Or does the child have to bring their phone to the parent and say, here's what I want. And you have to download it and put a password in. How does that work? So we wanted to make that process super, super easy. So we created something called the TrueMe Parent Portal. And it's a, it's a web-based app that the parents can access from any of their devices, a laptop, a phone, a tablet, whatever. And they log into their parent portal. It's a secure site. And in there, they could get a dashboard of all their kids' devices, all their, all their Trumi devices. Okay. So if you've got three kids on Trumi phones, there's your dashboard. There are my three kids. And the first view is... Oh, there's Bobby. I can see that he's down at the park. There's a little map that shows where he is. And oh, there's awesome. Sally and she's, she's at home. I, I can see she's at home right now. And there's 
Tom, he's at school and must be staying late today. So you, you've got that first view and then super easy controls where you, you know, create the settings for each child customized. So for example, for a young kid, we, we recommend using what we call safe listing, where you as the parent are saying, my nine-year-old can talk to these 10 or 20 people that can oh, send cool. and receive texts only with, for an older kid, you'd give them the ability to add their own contacts. So, you know, they meet someone at school and they can add yeah. that person's phone number and use it immediately. Awesome. Still be protected. So they're not getting all the spam calls and garbage right. telemarketers or. Right. I've actually heard crazy stories of, you know, this, the, the phone number was used by someone else before. And that person must have been a drug dealer or a prostitute because of the, the, the calls that come in, like no nasty way. stuff. So, you know, with this safe listing turned on, you've got your kids protected from those unwanted calls, whatever they are. And that's um, and then huge. Massive. Also in that parent portal, you can decide, you know, do I want my child to have any level of web access? Some parents just say no browser, period. And yeah. that's great. You leave the browser turned off. If you'd like your child to start having access to, to websites that you approve of, you can turn on what we call the Kids Smart Browser that we developed. And, and there in the parent portal, you can designate the five, 10, 30, 50, however many sites you want your kid to have access to. And then immediately on their phone, in their browser, they can't search for anything, but they get this drop-down list of those approved sites. Oh, like bookmarks almost? Yeah, that's it, it feels like that. These are the sites okay. that have been pre-selected. And, but if they try and search for you know, something you don't want them seeing. I mean, there's yeah. not even a search bar. They can't, they literally can't search for anything. It, oh, the functionality is not there. How so, many websites can you... Sorry to interrupt. I'm so excited about this. I think this is just awesome. How many websites can you pre-approve for your kids to get on? I, I don't know of a limit, actually. I, oh, I awesome. There's a limit. If there is, it's really high. It, okay. That's something that I've bumped into. So it's not like, so, here's the three sites you can use on it. No. It's like you can do a bunch of different ones. That's oh, great. Yeah. You know, if, if, I mean, I've seen up to a hundred, you know, so. It, oh, wow. It's, uh, yeah. There's plenty of, plenty of flexibility there. But they can't uh, Google something from that. Like, okay, and then I'm going to type in something else and search for something else. Right. You'd have, if they try and pull up something that, yeah. a site that's, let's say, for example, someone sent them a text message with a link to a YouTube video. Oh, okay. You don't want your kids on YouTube. Let's say that's one of the sites that you have not allowed. When they hit that that link to go to that that place, that 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 website, whatever it is, yeah, they would just get a message that says, "Oops, it looks like that site hasn't been allowed." Oh, awesome! And that's it. It's that's the that's the end of the the search. Like they can't oh, go any further. That's so great. Can you? What about like ads on websites? Can they click on ads in the websites that are there to take them to different links? Those ads, if, if that ad's going to another website, they would get, oops, it looks like that's oh, not allowed. No, no. Yeah, so just cut it off. Well, that is fantastic. So. What kind of feedback have you received from parents who have a Trumi phone with their tween teenage kids? Have you, is it? positive are they are there things yeah. that are like oh man this is maybe too much or not enough still or for the most part are they like no this is 
just what they wanted with the added safety measure that we wanted too. So phenomenal feedback from parents about how easy it is and the peace of mind that comes. How and plus how easy it is to set up. It's not a it's not a complicated process. Okay, mom, you know, post on her social media. She got five phones for five kids and had them all set up in thirty minutes. Oh wow! What a meeting. So the the feedback from parents is awesome. What I like even more is the feedback from kids. And I'll give you an example. We got a letter from a 14-year-old girl. And I'll, I'll try, I'll, I try not to get emotional talking about this. 14-year-old girl in Brooklyn, New York, sent a oh. letter. And she said, I'm writing you to tell you about my experience. She said, I got into trouble with my iPhone. And my mom took it away. She said she was taking it away for two months. I wouldn't have a phone. And I thought I was going to die, she said. And two months went by and my mom came to me and said, hey, it's time for you to have a phone again, but I got you a Trumi phone and it's going to keep you safe because it doesn't have social media on it. And then the girl said, and I thought I was going to die. But then the cool part is she said, I'm writing to tell you, thank you. I didn't know I could be this happy. Wow. And that's why that's why we do this that's why we do this it's to to help kids have that experience where they can enjoy all of life have the benefits of technology where it can help them apps sure. for school apps for church apps for sports whatever those apps are those are things that can be added in the parent portal too from from a a list of of apps that we've curated for safety so we give them those things but keep them away from the stuff that makes them depressed yep. and keep them away from the stuff that can get them into trouble. And, uh, you know, there will come an age when kids grow out of that, you know, by yeah. the time a kid is 16 or 17, whatever the age is in your family and whatever the maturity of that particular individual is, they should be graduating into the next phone. But, you know, for as long as, as they need it, They've got the the guardrails where they can have the good without the danger of the the scary stuff. You know what? My pediatrician, my boy's pediatrician, said the the ages the the basically this I don't the scariest ages or the ages that you need to watch for depression and and suicide for boys for teenage boys are like ten to fifteen. And he said, that's kind of, you know, around 10, 11, when they're kind of in sixth grade, middle school age, ours is still elementary school, thank heavens, but a lot of sixth grade is middle school into junior high. And then he said, by sophomore year of high school, the, your brain is developed enough and boys' brains are developed enough because boys and girls' brains are a little bit different in maturity and, and how they develop that they don't feel this sense of, you know, like having to prove themselves as much and, and, and live up to things. And, and the, you know, the dopamine, serotonin, and all the hormone levels are more balanced. He's like, up until then, they are just all out of whack. And that is the kind of the danger zone to watch for depression among teenage boys. And, and that is where he said, like a phone, like a Trumi would be fantastic because they're, they're not, it's not just about us being mean as parents scientific research has proven they're not physically developed right. enough to handle that kind of input. 
it's 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 a brain thing. It's not even that. Oh well, you know, some people are being strict or or they're not mature enough necessarily. It's they're physically not. Their brain is not developed enough to handle that. And then same thing. You said like around sixteen, seventeen, they're able to kind of handle something like an Instagram or social media if that's what they want. And, and be able to better, you know, like discern even reality from, from, you know, something that is fake that they're able to say, oh, that's, that's something that's not real when they're younger, their brain even has a hard time deciphering between what's real and not, and what should be expected and not, they're just not mature enough to do that. No, that's absolutely correct. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up some of those risks and it's a tough it's a tough subject to talk about but we've got to talk about it you know some of those risks for suicidality yes you know the the teen suicide rate in this country has nearly doubled since the iphone came out 15 years it's nearly doubled and you know for years there were you know all the questions of oh is that correlation or causation and that kind of thing more and more studies now are showing that risks for suicide do increase when you have an excessive amount of screen time, particularly social media. And it's especially true. It's even more true for girls than boys. You know, BYU did a study, Brigham Young University did a study over years and, and found that, that absolute undeniable link. Facebook, Facebook's own research. Some of this, you know, was exposed in it in a wall street journal series where there were internal facebook documents that were that were leaked by a whistleblower and their own research shows that one in three girls on instagram has a negative view of herself or negative body image because of instagram no still still continue to make all these things available to to young people because, uh, so as yeah, make money because they make money and and that's the harsh reality of it is that everyone is trying to make a living and and it everyone's trying to take care of their families and support them but there's there is a, a, a an ethical line i believe and and you at true me have this incredible business trying to help kids and and trying to encourage them to get off screens more and go live their lives and, and, and have something that is wonderful, a wonderful tool to use, but that doesn't enslave them versus, you know, unfortunately some, some social media platforms that they understand all of that. And they're so smart with the algorithms and the ads they put out and, and targeting audiences. I mean, they're brilliant geniuses. They're designed to do it. It is. And, and to get those dopamine hits, even the act of scrolling releases a hit, a hit every time that they've related to like a drug hit every time you scroll. And yeah. I found that I'm like, why am I even doing this anymore? Like I, I, I've reached the end of my thing, but it's like, you're, you kind of just get into this mindless, like zombie state of scrolling. And it's because it is affecting your brain chemicals. And yeah. that is so sad that they're willing, that they are willing to sacrifice our youth and, and their lives sometimes in it, you know, it, to make money and, and to have control. And, and I just think it's so great that someone like you's come along and said, there has to be a better way. And there, and that there has to be something we can do. We don't just sit back and say, 
oh, well, we're all prone to this and we're all going to be depressed and we're all going to have a hard time and we're all, it's our new normal. I've had parents, they're like, we just have to accept it. And I refuse to believe that. And so tell me about- I, I do too. What, what was your why behind, you've talked a little bit about that, but what was the moment where you're like, no, I'm not going to accept that. There does have to be something else. And I'm going to be part of that solution instead of just, well, hopefully someone else can come up with that. And was it hard? Was it kind of scary to be like, okay, we're going to start this. And we have no idea how it'll be accepted. <laughs> what people will think. I imagine that's scary to do. It's that's part of the, that's part of the fun of the process for an entrepreneur. I guess. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a risk. It's sadistic fun, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, to make it worse, it was uh, it was you know the spring of 2020 when I oh. to my wife and said, "Hey, I think I'm going to leave everything I'm doing no, no, to go start this new company." What do you think? No, and, yeah. So it was, yeah, there's some fun stories in our family about that. Oh, but, you know, to get to the, getting down to the why, you know, it, my business partner is a great guy named Dave. And as he and I were starting to formulate this idea of how could this be done better for kids, it really came down to what we call a limit, you know, a belief in the limitless potential of every child. Oh, I love that. And what a shame it is if this limitless potential that every child comes into the world with gets destroyed at their fingertips and right under our noses with some of this stuff going on in technology. To us, that was just unacceptable. Yeah. And, you know, in, in past experiences, we've both done a lot with kids and, and love working with kids, love working with youth and connect with youth. And, and you know, and in, in some cases, kids that we know had had terrible situations and in some cases lost their lives. So, you know, that was, that was the, the, the genesis of it, but there's a fine line because we weren't at the same time that we recognized the dangers that we wanted to protect kids from. We also saw how powerful technology can be in helping kids to learn and grow and discover their, their passions and develop their talents. So we don't say technology is evil avoid all technology. We don't say that. We say introduce it in a, in a safe, responsible way and prepare kids for the future because all of our kids are going to use technology. They have to. Yeah, that is the do. world that we live in, but we can do it in a way that is, it is safe and in which that, that limitless potential is protected until they're a little bit older. And still fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I had a, a, an experience recently where I had come up from the, the basement where my home office was and, you know, my, my kids and, and my wife were watching this, this video. It was a, it was a live guided tour of Jamestown. And oh, wow. it was, it was being streamed into our home and they had a tour guide walking them around Jamestown in real time. In the cloud, I was going into the you know all the different exhibits and the rooms, and they felt yeah. like they were there. And it was one of those moments where I just sat back and went, "Technology can be fantastic." Yep, you know, it, it, it's not the enemy. It just needs there. There are parts of it that are the enemy. You know, the, yep. the negative content, the violent content, the yes, you know, this anxiety and depression that can come from 
you know, a screen addiction, but, you know, we don't just write it off. There's, there's great potential there to help kids learn and do and grow. Yeah. Oh, when in 2020, when we were all homebound and I have all my kids home, there were some awesome YouTubers that were doing like daily art sessions and they'd be like, we're going to draw together. We're going to learn how to draw comic book characters and we're going to learn how to draw. And I, my kids would plop down and they would take art lessons from these amazing people that are like, how can we use our talents to help others? And unfortunately, I mean, COVID was, it changed the world completely in so many ways, but something I think it did was in an odd way, shine a positive light on technology of how we can use that for good and, and people, you know, sharing things online that maybe they hadn't before, like, you know, musical lessons and, Hey, I'm going to post this online since my students can't come and I'm going to make it free. And gym classes, like I was going, I was following this person that was decided I'm going to do all my workouts now free for anyone that wants to watch it. And so many wonderful, positive things that it, it is great. And you know, I, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, have been able to share my testimony online and to share some sweet personal things and and what I believe in. And I think the more that we do share and open up with others, the more we can help each other in this life. And And sometimes comments can be really bad that you read. And then sometimes people have commented on things that I've said that have honestly turned my whole day around or been like, hey, I saw that you said that your son just got surgery on his mouth and I I dropped off a pizza on your doorstep and it makes me emotional talking about it because these are people that, you know, maybe I don't talk to a whole lot at church or see a whole lot, but they saw me post just a little thing. Oh, we're back from the hospital or whatever. And they're like, oh, hey, we just dropped something off because we noticed that you're having a hard time. And yeah. those kinds of things are awesome and wouldn't be able, we wouldn't be able to have them without the use of technology. <laughs> Great examples. You're absolutely right. Yep. So do you, Bill, have an age for your kids where you're like, at this age, you can have a Trumi and this age, you can have a smartphone. This Or is it kind of, has it kind of gone, you know, with just your child, like how they've grown and what you think they're ready at, at whatever time? Or how do parents know, is my child ready for this kind of responsibility of having a phone? That- you just asked the question that every single parent <laughs> in America asks. So great, great question. So in our family, we have not delayed too long, but delayed a little bit. We kind of look at twelve yeah. as the as the age for for a phones, but that but it's not a it's not like a rule. It's not like an automatic rite of passage. Yeah. If I had a child that at twelve I didn't think was ready, we wouldn't do it. You know, okay. my wife and I would just say, hey, let's let's give them another year. And, you know, if there were things in their their personality, in the the way we think they might react to having technology, then we would say, hey, let's work on those things for a year and sure. and, and then re- reassess. So, I mean, 12 is kind of the, 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 the area in our family, but it really has to be looked at on a child by child basis. Every child has a different personality, different different ways they react to to inputs. Like you might have one kid who really doesn't care what other yeah. people think, and you might have other kids that are, you know, going to get into that. Oh my goodness! I can see in this text message thread that they were, I wasn't included in something. Or yes, the thing is, and so you, you have to look at it on a kid by kid basis. 
But that, that age in the United States is coming down fast. Yeah. Partly because schools are requesting that kids have devices more and more at a younger and younger age. Yep. And partly because most of us don't have home phones anymore. No, you know? right. Like, who has a home phone? Like, it, it just... Nobody. Not a lot of people. <laughs> so, like, maybe seven and older. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you're going to have your kids home and, yeah. you know, an older sibling babysitting, they have to be able to call. Yes. Like, they have to. Yep. So... I think the biggest thing is regardless of what the age is that, you know, people decide is right for their family. I think the biggest advice I can give is make it intentional. You know, the reason to get a phone is not just because everyone else has one. It it should be like you identified with your kids because of the things they're involved in. I have to be able to know when they're ready to be picked up from practice. They have to be able to text with the kids on their teams. Right. That's an, in, that's intentionality. Yeah. So if we can, if we can kind of help foster that mindset that the phone is a tool and not a toy or yes. it's a tool and not a tyrant, I like yes. to say, that's positive. Make it a tool. Don't make it the thing that rules your life. What if you notice your child is possible, even with an amazing phone like Trumi is spending a lot of time on it or like, cause I, my oldest one is like, yeah, he could care less. Like he, he, I've called him before and he's like, oh, I forgot that I even had a phone. Like he, I'm like, why weren't you picking up? And he's like, it was on vibrate. I'm like, why didn't you turn it? I forgot. Like he just doesn't matter. (laughs) And then my second, he's like begging for one and he's on mine all the time, editing and listening to music. And I'm like, oh, this might be, he might love this so much. So what would you do if you had a child that was spending a lot of time on their phone. I mean, I'm 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 the type that would be like, okay, now give it to me. But you don't want to have them sneaking it and hiding it and have a bad relationship with them either. So how do you how do you balance that? So the first thing is that with with Trumi, for example, you can actually set windows when different functions of the phone are available. Oh, awesome. So, you could say, for example, well, I'm going to use I'm going to use one of my kids as an example. Okay, she loves audiobooks. Oh, so do I. Awesome. And there, there's a an app that's available that that parents can choose from the the approved app list that it's awesome. called Libby, where she can, yes yes you know get audiobooks from the library. Oh, well, that's fantastic. This particular daughter, if I let her. If my wife and I just said, hey, go do your thing, she'd listen to audiobooks 12 hours a day because she loves it. <laughs> oh. So instead, we say, hey, you can have Libby on the phone. But then in, inside that parent portal that I was telling you about, we can say, hey, Libby is available from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And outside of, outside of those hours, yeah. she can see the app, but she can't click it. She can't select it. And you can oh, do that with awesome. any feature or function of the phone, you know, to even texting. You can say, I was going to ask, text messaging too. Yeah. That is. So that's, that's the first thing is, you know, try and get a solution where you can, you can impose some of those restrictions. Sure. The other thing though, is if you're, if, if you see kids going down that road, just be very intentional of patterning other time, you know, so. In our family, for example, 
all phones get turned into the kitchen counter at a certain hour at night. Phones don't go in bedrooms and they, they, they sleep on the kitchen counter is what we say. They kept uh, them for alarm clocks or to listen to music to put themselves to sleep at night. Do they have like old fashioned alarms? Yeah. So the, yeah, it, it, that's what we've done. That's what awesome. we've done. Now you can, it, we do have users you know, using our devices that say, okay, at nine o'clock, everything turns off. Yeah. So it's essentially a brick and it, okay. At the, no harm in having that in the bedroom, right? Yeah. You can't do anything after a certain hour, you know, so. Uh, I'm just saying what we do. I'm not saying I, the way it has to. No, I love that. But, I love hearing you know, what you do. The other thing is, I think it's great for families to say, set aside certain times of day, the dinner time, yeah. for example, or or say Sundays. On Sundays, we don't do phones. Yeah. And, you know, we just do a tech-free day as much as possible. Now, obviously, you can read your scriptures on your phone and take it. You know what I mean? Like yes. The spirit of it is let's not be on devices and let's 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 play card games and let's play outside and let's do those family things that the kids are really going to remember as opposed to to just being on devices. And I think as families, if we do some of those things, it sets the pattern for kids of, hey, there's more to life than just this screen. And yes. You know what? I actually enjoy that part of life more. And it doesn't need to be a part of our every every hour, every minute life. Because sometimes, like, yeah. we do no phones during dinner, but sometimes someone will ask a question and we'll be like, oh, I'm not sure when that happened. Oh, hurry and Google it really fast. And I'll grab my phone or, oh, what time is this? Oh, yeah, let me just check my calendar. And I'm not on anything, but I'm, like, you know, checking the messages and checking. And yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, that, but I shouldn't be doing that either. Like zero phones mean zero phones. And it is, it's hard not to just, you know, need that for everything. It's good to train your brain to be like, I don't have to look at that right now. So if there are parents that are listening that are like, Kate, this sounds like something that I'm really interested in and really wanting, tell them where they can go to get started. And is it like a regular, can they put it on their cell phone plan with their carriers? There are certain carrier. Do you have watches available? What's kind of the scoop of getting started with Trumi? Yeah, awesome. So we are the phone. You know, we use Samsung devices, but we sell the phone with our operating system on it. That's the only way to get it is, is to buy it with it already on. And that's that goes down to the safety factor. Yeah. Because of the way we put it on, kids can't take it off. They can't or, take it off. Or get around it. Yeah. Good. So that's why we do that. It's not just a piece of software. It is the operating system. Awesome. Uh, and, uh, and then we're the phone service as well. So when you, when you buy a Trimmy device, you're also getting the phone service from us. And we've oh, got, nice. you know, the plans start at $19.95 a month and go up to $29.95 a month. And you can, on our website, Trimmy.com, you know, you can see the different plans. Awesome. Most people are getting that third plan. That's where you get the, the safe browser and the access to the, to the safe apps. All of the plans give you the ability to remotely monitor your kids' text messages, awesome. you know, which, 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 which families love. And I don't say that in a way of you should secretly monitor your text. Like, not like that. And right. if it's open, like, hey, kids, here's your phone. Rather than come and check your messages and take your device once a week, yep. I can see everything right here in the parent portal. And I do, I do check in so I can make yep. sure that you're safe. Kids yep. should know that parents are are watching. 
And but oh, rather than have that awkward hand over your boat, we do it right in the fair portal. And that's yes. available on all the plans. Awesome. And uh, so yeah, truly.com is where is where it all happens. That is awesome. And I agree when when you know we've talked to our boys about phones, I've said this we own the device. And so it's ours that you can use, which means we get to look through your pictures and your messages and everything. And we had an experience with my oldest son where he was dared to to tell a girl that, you know, she was cute. And I was looking through his messages and I was dying and he was mortified. And I did feel bad that, because I'm like, give me my phone. He <laughs> forgot about that message. And I'm like, oh, buddy. And he's like, it was a dare. It wasn't real. And he was so embarrassed that we thought, he thought this girl was cute. And I don't know how much of it was a dare, but he said it was a dare. So I know there, it can, we do want our kids to feel like they you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how much privacy I believe in for, for young kids. It's just like, we need to talk about things and everything's open. We were a very open family growing up and it helped to know I can talk to my parents about anything, but there are some things you're like, that's embarrassing for my little brother to hear or whatever. So it would be nice to have instead of the, yeah, give me your phone. I'm going to search through all your things to be like, I'm just going to see it on my end. And if there's anything I see that's like, who was that person texting you? Or that was kind of an interesting conversation you had about whoever. Let's talk about it that they know, oh, that's open to to my parents being able to see and and know about. And I and and for safety reasons. It's not we're not trying to be snoopy. We're not trying yeah. to embarrass you, but there are weird people and there are weird things that are talked about. And we want to make sure that you're staying open with us about things. And that's hard. Hey Carmen, you've done a great job though of setting those expectations up front. You know, it's it, and that's advice that we give. If you're giving your child the device set the ground rules ahead of time so that it's not a surprise down the road when you want to look yeah. at text messages. They know up front, this is mom's phone. I yeah. get to use it. You can even sign a contract that, that says, here are, the, here are the responsibilities that I accept sure. as the user of this phone. You know, we, we think that's a good idea too. That is a good idea. Yeah, doing, doing it very intentionally ahead of time and planning out those ground rules is is the way to start. Awesome. Well, I think that this is such a great option for parents and parents of of you know the sixth to ninth grade age, especially when they're wanting a phone, they're maybe needing a phone, but parents are wanting that those safety features of you can be cool and have a cool Samsung phone and and have all these amazing things, but in a safe way that that keeps your brain safe. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head there is it's just, it's keeping our children children. It's it's letting them just develop the way that they naturally and yeah. normally should. And let them, kids. let them be kids, let them be kids and let them discover this amazing world with all this technology that can be used so positively just in the right way. You know, the milk before meat, like it's just, it's a great bridge and stepping stone for kids to learn how to be smart users of technology. So I think you are doing awesome things. And thank you so much for taking the time for coming on our podcast today and for all the good you are doing at TrueMe. Hey, thank you so much. Great to be with you. Carmen 
Herbert, and I'm so excited to tell you about an amazing app that my whole family loves. It's called Our Turtle House, and it's full of literally thousands of hours of full-length talks, just like the old talk on CDs or talk on tapes, from some of your favorite Latter-day Saint speakers like John By the Way, Mick Johnson, Hank Smith, me, and a ton more. Plus, there's podcasts, firesides, devotionals, come follow me resources, and entertaining content your whole family will enjoy, truly, all in one little app. And you can use promo code doing good, all one word, at checkout, and you get a full month free. So check it out and sign up at ourturtlehouse.com. See you soon.